Hey, and welcome to Sweet Talk, the podcast in which I get to share my thoughts with you about the critically acclaimed drama, Queen Sugar. I am your host, Andrea Brown, and today with me, I have a very special guest, the lovely Ty Street. She's not only beautiful, she is talented, one of my bestest friends, and we happen to be roommates. Okay, so we watched season four, episode nine of Queen Sugar together. And I'm excited for us to talk about some of the things that we saw in the episode. I know that you guys probably have some thoughts as well. But Ty, I mean, this, (laughs) we're at the crescendo point, right? Yeah. We're at the peak. Like, there's a lot of drama going on, a lot of things happening. Yeah. So we're just gonna jump right in so if i was to pick a third biggest moment from this episode it would be our girl is she our girl again i don't nah (laughs) okay uh nova going to visit her mom's cousin now if you remember in a few episodes prior Nova went on that genealogical show and she found out that her mother has a living relative. Well, now that Nova's back in Louisiana, she made time to go and visit her mother's cousin. What did you think about that interaction, Ty? First of all, she lives off the grid. Completely off the grid. (laughs) And Nova seemed kind of concerned or confused about that. And I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, Nova, that's you, bro. That's, <laughs> that's what you do. Nova stays away from all her family. Nova, you know, before this book, didn't want to be known other than as a journalist. Mm, and an activist. She was for the people. I'll say that. And I mean, I guess her role as a journalist allowed her to be both. Yes. Um, And her cousin, family member, Mm -hmm. is just like her. Yeah, I think there was a lot of synergy between them two. And I think that Nova felt that. I think that it was a an eye-opening experience for her, to say the least. I mean, she found out that her mother's, the women in her mother's family were all um, supposed to be healers. Yes. And if you think about it, the first episode ever of Queen Sugar, when the dad is in the hospital, she goes in and she wants to heal him. And she's working on that. And I was very excited about that because we don't see that. You right, know? right. She she hit you with some, like, (laughs) Queen Sugar history trivia. (laughs) Right. That is true, though. You know, that was when I, that's when we first met Nova. We met Nova as a healer. Yeah. Before we met her as a journalist. Very true. Yet, she's talking to her kinfolk, and she's like, all the women are healers? And I'm like... Bro, you thought that came out of nowhere? Do you think that she tried to repress that part of her? Because so many things have happened since then. Like, you mentioned that, and I didn't even remember that. Like, I now recall it now that you say that. She was trying to heal her dad. But I think she's kind of moved away from that. And I think that she even mentioned it. She said in her own way, she accepted the call. 
but the acceptance came definitely in a roundabout way. Right. But I don't think she's repressed it. Only because she literally bought her kinfolk some herbs. She did bring her the herbs. She did bring her she did bring her the herbs. Do you think that was like, you know, because she knew maybe that the they had that kind of synergy like they were do you think that that's something I think it's because that's who Nova truly is mm, but so that's who she truly is but she hasn't been letting that side out well as I mean even when she was given um cannabis to Aunt Vi she gave her weed from her yard yeah weed cannabis yeah okay you know she being cute <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's different types of weed, but here we go. You know, that's not what this is about today, right? That's a different type of conversation. Very true. So tell me what you think. How do you think this relationship is going to pan out? I mean, do you think that this is something that is going to awaken Nova and inspire her to do something different? I hope so. I hope that this having another woman in her life that's not Aunt Vi, um, that's a, a an elder will help her not hide from herself mm. because she's not Aunt Vi. Mm, she's and not. she can't be Aunt Vi. Right. But she can be her mother's child, which is what this cousin, kind of more like an auntie for her, mm -hmm. is explaining to her. Right. Honey, you are a healer. Yeah. This is who you are. This is what you do. And this is what we have done. Right. And even explain this to her, that does not mean you don't go anywhere. Like, she told her, like, I've been to Africa. I've been all over the world. Right. And no one's trying to stay right there in Louisiana. And this is very true. Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways that this could go. And I, and I, like, I agree with you. I think that this could be an amazing opportunity for Nova to wake that tail up. I mean, she's been really <laughs> lost in the sauce, but I think that she's coming out of it and acknowledging some of the wrongs that she's done. Yeah. I think also, um, last episode, because <laughs> I watch your show, right? And you said Nova thinks she knows a lot of things and she doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. And her kinfolk explains that to her. Yes. Your mother is buried on the farm. Oh, you know, I almost forgot that piece. So Nova thought that her mom had been cremated. But this uh, cousin, auntie, cousin, cousin, auntie, told her that her mom is actually buried on her family's land. Like, mind blown. This is a big deal. Now, Nova's going to go visit her mama. Hopefully. Hopefully she'll be able to find where this place is, this plot is. Well, so there's, and that's going to be, I want to know how they're going to play that. Because yeah. that's Ralph Angel's farm. I mean, and yes. Right now, he not messing with her. But if, so, if, if she were to go to him and say, hey, do you know that our mother is buried on this land? <laughs> do you think she's, he's going to be like, girl, get on? Or do you think that... Do you think he going to let her get a host in this house? Bro, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he <laughs> ain't let her talk yet. We'll see. <laughs> I, personally, I would be like, 
Uh, Melvin walking over here. Bet it's time to go. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. So the number two moment in this week's episode came through our girl, Darlette. Now, if you remember, when I covered episode eight, I told you guys that Darlette was on a slippery slope and I knew that it was going to be some drama. So this week, our girl, Darla really had to, again, once again, confront the fact that Ralph Angel has moved on and she got in her feelings about it this week. Am I right? She had a little bit of reason, though, to get into her feelings. What was the reason? So, yes, she said, you know, she didn't want to know, right? She said it. But she was not <laughs> expecting it to be one of Blue's friend's mom. Okay. And so now it goes from hearing about, oh, Ralph Angel has a girlfriend to... <sighs> A constant reminder, even talking with her son. Okay. Why are you being like this? I just feel like... <laughs> and listen, Darla is actually one of my favorite characters on the show. I really like her. But... I just feel... <laughs> like... Everybody moves on. Like, and I And I understand that there's a lot to... There's a lot to unpack with that. And I, I can understand how it could be very difficult. As I said last week, there are a lot of things happening to her all at once. And she's yeah. not processing them very well. Yeah, She's been reaching out to other people. And unfortunately, those other people are not the people that she should be reaching out to. Yeah. She needs to call a sponsor. She needs to call her sponsor. And I've been saying that. And her boo... Which I don't know that guy's name. But her boo has been encouraging her to call her sponsor too. And she yeah. did it. Now this week he told her, hey girl, um, I, you know, I read, I had read the book. And Darla was like, um, I understand you don't want to talk to me anymore. You know, I knew you was going to be that type of person. He was like, no, no, I really don't think you know what I'm saying. Right. He had to come correct with her and shut her down. And, you know, the sad thing is, as a an alcoholic, because you don't stop being an alcoholic, it's a constant thing, right? She automatically thought he was saying, I'm done with you. Right. When in reality, he was saying, hey, I read it, and that's a lot. Right. And you need to talk with your sponsor. Right. Before you mess up. Because I would have messed up if someone wrote that about my story. Right. Especially, you know. Yeah, she was living. She went through a lot. She was living a prostitute life. And, you know, he told her he wasn't going to hold it against her. He just wanted her to be healthy. And he wanted her to remain sober. And he didn't want to compromise his own sobriety. And I thought that was the most awesome thing about it. He said, look, I'm not willing to compromise all of the work that I've done because I really care about you, but I care about myself more. And that's the attitude we all need to be taking. Like, we can't lay ourselves on the fire for somebody else. What did they say on the airplane? Put your mask on. Oxygen first Before you put it on anybody else. And so he took care of himself. And I think that that was a noble thing for him to do. But unfortunately... Our girl Darla, that ooh, that sent that was like the linchpin. We pulled it out 
and she started spiraling, yeah. spiraling down. She wound up yeah. going to hit up the liquor store. Yeah, and she bought she, a bottle. When she smelled it, I was like, "Oh man!" I didn't know if she was gonna get sick at that moment. Oh man! Or if it was gonna smell good to her. Oh man! But you could tell it didn't. It, it literally reminded her of the dark places that she had been. Yes. And instead of being like, "Man, I had some good time," she was like, "Oh no, this all bad." I just want her to get help because if she don't call her sponsor, y'all, it ain't going to be good. No, it's not going to be good. And unfortunately, I think we're at a place, a breaking point. So it's either going to go really, really bad or she's going to snap out of it. And unfortunately, you know, sis was sniffing the alcohol at the end of the episode so we really don't know how it's going to end up. We don't know if she's going to go spiraling back down into that place that she used to be, that super dark place, or if she is going to just not go back there. My hope is that she doesn't go back there, but it's not looking that good. Yeah. You know, Blue is old enough to know something's wrong with his mm-hmm. mom, mm-hmm. and I hope she remembers that. But, you know, with her already dealing with people talking about her because they figuring out she's star. Mm-hmm. And then her man said he need to take some steps back. Like, he need to put the brakes on it. Mm-hmm. And she don't have Ralph Angel in her corner the way she is used to having him in the corner. Right. That girl in danger. You in danger, girl. So if I had to choose a biggest moment from this episode, I would definitely say it had to do with our girl, Charlie. Now, Charlie been going through some things and we, I mean, she really been, she really been dealing with some things. And when we find our girl, Charlie, in this episode, she is at a bar in the casino in New Orleans and she's been throwing back martinis like it's Kool-Aid. And unfortunately, she's already drunk. Right? Yeah, she's she's definitely had too much to drink. And yet, the bartender still keep giving her drinks. Yeah. I mean, he just kept giving them to her and giving them to her and giving them to her. And she started to explain to him, like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm going through some stuff. Like, her mill burned down. That's one um, thing. Right? Yep. Her son... He a little sketchy. He a little sketchy. <laughs> her man left because, as Is you remember, well, shoot, we don't know. I mean, she don't know. So that's a stressor for her. And on top of all of that, she's running for office, and she's got this cloud looming over her head where she really wants to, I think she really wants to be in relationship with her sister again, really to have a relationship with her sister. But... The book situation has severed that tie for the moment. And so she continues to drink. And the bartender is like, hey, you know, as the day gets later, (laughs) more people are going to come. And you did say that you're running for office. So you're running a higher chance of people recognizing you. And you know what our good sis Charlie did? 
She picked up the sunglasses, put them on her face, and was like, another one. Because her tail was drunk. Drunk. Right? Yeah, you know, and it's one thing to say, hey, I think I need a drink. It's another to say, I want to stop thinking. So keep the drinks coming. And then... To turn around, drunk and all, and call your only child. Man, she called Micah. And let me tell you what she said. She was like, hey, Micah. <laughs> hey, this Micah. Boy. <laughs> I just got it to see if you made it to school. Listen, and Micah answered the phone. And let me tell you what Micah was doing. He went at school. No. He went at school. You, you can't answer your phone if you're actually in class. I mean, no, you really can't. Mm-hmm. So, what's up? I mean, <laughs> Micah was actually at the house. And let me tell you why he was at the house. It's a little sidebar. Because his girlfriend, Kiki, showed up at the crib. Hey, Micah. I know I should have <laughs> called you or whatever. But I just decided to come here where your mom is. She ain't here. Oh, I figured she wouldn't be. <laughs> Now, Kiki. Kiki, Kiki. Come on now. Listen, Kiki is a high school girl. This is very true. And sad to say, but when you're a high school girl, your thoughts and your emotions, they don't work well together. They really don't. And so Kiki has made the determination that she's ready to, you know. Lose her virginity. Bust it down. Drop it low. With Micah. Really? That's the terms you use? <laughs> That's what she's ready to do. And so, you know, I was like, I don't really know why Kiki is ready to do it now. Like, what's the motivation? And then I thought about the fact that, you know, Micah, quote unquote, had this near-death experience, but he wasn't really near-death. She just felt like he could be well, near-death. he kind of has been. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about the death threats, you don't know, you know, that could have came through, right? Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, the mill burning. And they did, you know, in the past, be at the mill all the time. Mm-hmm. Especially when his mom's a workaholic, right? Yeah, and they did used to live at the mill. But uh, Kiki also knows that they don't live at the mill anymore. <laughs> so, uh, whatever. The other thing is to think about, first of all, she's a high school girl, right? So, you yeah. think about high school. It's the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You're taking your test. Yeah. Admissions is coming mm-hmm. out. Graduation and prom. Yeah. Will you be with him These after high school? Big, big thoughts. You mean? And yeah. You know, it was stressing Mike out a little bit too. He even went so far as to go talk to his uncle, Ralph Angel, to get some advice, you know, to figure out, hey, man, how I really know, you know, should I, you know, how I know she won, you know, how I know it's right, how I know it's time, you know. And my, I think Micah doesn't... I really think that Micah wants to wait. Yeah. But... He, I think he's enjoying the fact that they don't have. Yeah. And I think that's okay. I think there's something pure about that. And I think that he should go ahead and let her know. But, you know, they always say that there's always a way out. And so in this instance, the way out, <laughs> unfortunately, was the fact that his mom called and she was on the other line like, I love you. You know, I don't deserve you. <laughs> and yes. so he was concerned and rightfully so. So he went to his Aunt Violet's diner and he said, hey, um, have you guys seen or heard from my mom? She called me and 
Um, I'm trying to figure out, you know, where she is. I'm concerned about her. And he used the Find My Friends app on the iPhone, Mm -hmm. was able to pinpoint her location. And instead of him going, he called his Aunt Nova. Now, I think it's good to know, while most people are like, he's such a good son. He didn't go, you know, he sent his on over. He didn't go because he's supposed to be in school. Right. He was covering himself. And, you know, we got to be <laughs> honest about that. He was supposed to be in school, not um, in his bed making out with Kiki. But that's for another time. Anyway, <laughs> Nova did actually go to the casino to yep. catch up with Charlie at the bar. And Charlie was like, nah. Nah, right? She was really, really drunk. <laughs> it didn't matter whether or not she, her sister was coming to save her or, or that she was drunk. She just didn't want to see Nova and the yeah. liquor wasn't covering that, no. that at all. So um, I think that, you know, it, it, was, it was an interesting conversation. But it you know was. what Nova did? She put that foot there. She 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 yoked her up, right? <laughs> she took that grip on her wrist, and basically, we all know that grip. Like your your mother may have done it to Ooh. you when you was younger. My goodness, you know it's the stare that you get from across the room that tells you to sit your tail down. Yeah, yeah. Those it was it was that moment, and I think that that was kind of symbolic of something that needed to happen anyway. Like Nova had to be the person that would say. Okay, I'm putting my foot down. At the end of the day, you may be upset with me, yeah. um, but I'm still your sister. I still love you, and I know that you still love me. And we have to move past this. And in this moment, you need me, and I'm going to, whether you want me to be or not, I am going to be there for you. Yes. So Nova was able to get Charlie up out the bar. Hopefully, nobody saw her. Hopefully. Prayerfully, she already had too much. <laughs> it's been too much drama already with her campaign. I'm hoping nobody saw her. They were able to get back to Charlie's house, and there was this beautiful sequence of scenes in which Nova was able to get Charlie undressed, put her in her pajamas, and actually put her in the bed. Yeah, and it was it was a beautiful moment because. Charlie is that strong friend. Everyone says, check on your strong friend. Charlie's a strong friend who needed that moment Mm -hmm. to not be strong. And Nova, while she's trifling, was able to be (laughs) there for her and let her cry it out. And man, she cried. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing. We haven't really seen Charlie cry except out of anger. Right. So I, I that scene... That scene brought some tears to my eyes because I I think most women have had that moment where we needed someone else to be the strong person, mm-hmm. and it was it was beautiful to see on screen, yeah, so that other people can actually understand it, right? Yeah, I mean, she definitely needed that moment. Yeah, and when you get to a point where you're done taking care of everybody else. You have to realize that you have to care for yourself and you have to allow other people to care for you. And in that instance, Charlie was forced or finally allowed herself. I'll say that she finally allowed herself to break. Like I said, over the last couple of episodes, she's been a little disheveled, but she didn't allow herself to break. Mm -hmm. 
Her hair was out of place. She was crying on the floor at the mill, but she never really allowed herself to really break. This episode, she broke. She did. And it was a beautiful break. Yeah. The good thing is she woke up the next morning. She woke up to breakfast and tea. And that was a nice, nice little gesture. And one thing that she really, well, she wasn't expecting that, but she also wasn't expecting um, that Micah would have her come to the Queen Sugar Mill only to find that her, her entire community had thrown her an event in which Mr. Prosper led and said, hey, you know, we've been knocked down, but we're not going to stay down. Mm-hmm. And we're all a community and we're all going to get through this together. And don't forget, like, while she wasn't expecting breakfast, she wasn't expecting that guest column that her sister wrote. Bro, nobody did write a guest <laughs> column in the paper. Apologizing for all of the things and clearing up some of the, the things that she had written in the book. Yeah. And that was a very, very public apology. For an endorsement. All of the things that yeah. she had been through. And really an endorsement. Like, yeah. and Charlie needs that in a time when she's running for office and the public trust honestly really isn't all the way with her yet so that was a big move and that's gonna be i think it's gonna be pretty impactful for her going forward but like i said at that event in the mill everybody was there pretty much except for of course our girl darla and we're concerned about her we've already said that but anyway nova was there i was there ralph angel was there hollywood was there mr prosper was there it was a big community event and i think that's exactly what Charlie needed to just gird her up to continue to push forward. Yeah. Because, you know, there. this was the the peak of the valley, mm-hmm. right? And so it's now fun. we're, like, climbing They're to the mountaintop. Way back up. And you can only do it, the borderlands can only do it as a unit. Right. Otherwise, someone's always getting torn down. So I'm excited. I, I hope that, you know... It's, it's turning around, right? I hope so, you know. But you know what? I think this brings us to the end of our episode. I mean, season four, episode nine of Queen Sugar had a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I do want to mention before we go, and it didn't make my top three moments, but it's definitely something that we should talk about, is the fact that um, Aunt Vi and Hollywood... Mm-hmm had a very interesting conversation and one that I think is worth us noting, right? Right, yeah, it was definitely a moment of great communication Mm. in a marriage. Mm -hmm. And Aunt Vi is telling Hollywood, thank you for protecting me from Jimmy Dale, Mm. but you scared me and I don't do well with the violence. Mm -hmm. And then Hollywood talks with his friends and he realizes wow, we talk about violent stuff and we talk about sports. We don't talk about emotions Mm. or how we may be hurting someone. Mm. And he realized he needs support just like women support each other. Yeah. And I thought that was beautiful because it's something, first of all, for it to be on TV, Mm. especially as Hollywood being the strong black male that we see him to be, I think that's going to help many others right um and i thought it was also poignant that aunt vi did not just blame hollywood for the problem like she acknowledged the fact that she had some internal work to do and i think that that was just a moment of really true transparency and honesty that 
helped Hollywood not to have to carry that burden on himself. Because if you just go to someone and say, hey, I scared, you know, you scared me. And yeah. don't say that the reason why you scared me is this. And you scared me because of that. And now I need to make this adjustment within myself yeah. and just say, you scared me. That puts all of the onus on the other person, right? Yeah, and I, I, I had a really mature conversation about it. And I, you know, one of the things that I would like to notice that she has been having conversation with the therapist and her therapist told her that she probably has PTSD. And so this is not explicitly said in the show, but I think that her having those conversations with the therapist has really helped her uncover some of those things that she's been dealing with. Yeah. And I think, I think it's awesome for us to see this on TV mm -hmm. because this is real life. Yeah. And you know, many of us know someone has been through a situation like Aunt Vi has with mm -hmm. Jimmy Dale, um, uh, a broken marriage, yeah. a, abuse. a abuse situation, mm -hmm. um, and redemption, right? Yeah, for sure. And um, even like the choice of redemption. And mm -hmm. now we see it and we're like, oh, wow. Like bravo to the team for doing this the right way and letting you see it's more than one conversation. It's not two words. Yeah. It's not the silent treatment. Right. So, uh, yeah, I props to Vi and Hollywood for having that moment on TV. Yeah, a, sh a shout out to the writers of Queen Sugar. Shout out to the directors. Shout out to the creator, Ava DuVernay. Thank you so much for putting this show on television. And that, you know, that brings us to the end. I mean, it's been really fun talking about Queen Sugar season four, episode nine. This is Sweet Talk. Again, the podcast in which I get to share my thoughts with you about Queen Sugar. And I thank so much my beautiful friend Ty for joining me on this episode. I will be back next week to talk to you about the next episode, which will be episode 10, The Big X. See you next week. <laughs>